Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the TR90 Body Burn 30 support call. This call happens <clears throat> at this time, which is 6.40 Pacific Time, 7.40 Mountain Time, 8.40 Central Time, and 9.40 Eastern Time. Thrilled to have you along with us. If you ever miss these calls, you can pick them up on an application called SoundCloud or wherever you get your podcast by putting in Frank, F-R-A-N-K, Lomas, L-O-M-A-S, and Tier 90, or Frank Lomas and Solutions, the Digit 4, Anti-Aging. If you're listening to this, I'll push together. If you're listening to this on its podcast and you wish to catch us live, dial in to 712-775-8972. And when it prompts for the conference code, put in 910022 to join us live, and we would be delighted to have you join our group. As I said, these calls are done Monday through Friday at this time, and our panel does these calls in support of your TR90 efforts. I'm Susan Mann out of Portland, Oregon, welcoming you to the call. I have a huge interest in health, nutrition, and exercise going back more than four decades, and I just, I had grandparents that had heart disease and diabetes, and I didn't want to travel down those paths, so I've done many things over the years to help minimize the impacts of those particular diseases. And I came to the TR90 program through the IR90 program, which was its immediate predecessor about, I'm going to say about 14, 15 years ago. Um, R90 was great, worked for a lot of people. TR90 worked much better for me, especially when they included the supplements in with the nutritional and the exercise, and that just made a a wealth of difference for me, personally. Uh, So when you're first starting out with that TR90 program, it's your one lean meal a day, two shakes a day, three snacks a day, 30 grams of protein at at least three of those meals. Taking your supplements 15 to 20 minutes before a meal is best. If you're not able to do that, in my personal experience, take them with your meals. Still works. Maybe not as super effective as it could be, but... I would say about 35 to 40% of the time I had to take them with my meals because as a substitute teacher, didn't know when breakfast was going to be 15 to 20 minutes ahead of time, didn't know when lunch was going to be 15 to 20 minutes ahead of time. And as soon as I thought I did, um, my school day changed and it, everything was all out the window. So taking them, taking them with your meals will still work in my personal opinion because it definitely worked for me. Seven plus servings of fruits and vegetables every single day. Those fruits and vegetables will give you macronutrients, which are your proteins, your carbs, your sugars, your fats. It'll give you your micronutrients, which are your vitamins and minerals. And the other thing that fiber will give, um, fruits and ve- fresh fruits and vegetables will give you is fiber. Fiber helps in two ways, one of which is with satiety or that feeling of fullness, and the other way that fiber helps is for good digestive health. For that good digestive health, guys need about 45 grams of fiber daily. Ladies, we need 32 grams of fiber daily for that same purpose. If you're getting all of that fiber, well, then you need to start thinking about your hydration level, or your exercise level, rather. 30 minutes of moderate to heavy exercise at least five days a week. You can do it all in one 30-minute chunk, two 15-minute chunks, to three 10-minute chunks. Whatever gets you up and moving is the best exercise, and especially if you're going 
to um, continue to sustain it within your lifestyle. Whatever gets you excited up and moving is, and you're going to do, that's what you choose. It could be swimming. It could be house cleaning, furious house cleaning at that. Running up and down stairs. Whatever works for you and in, in your lifestyle. Then if you're exercising moderately to heavily, well, then you need to think about your hydration. Baseline for hydration is one ounce of water for every two pounds you weigh. So if you weigh 100 pounds, you start at 50 ounces of water, and then you increase it from there. If you're exercising heavily, you can lose up to a quart of body moisture in an hour. So it's recommended that you stop and drink eight ounces of water about every 15 minutes to replace what you're losing. Um, Other fluids do count, but your best choice is water, so that's why I say water. And the other thing that I have found in all of my studies over the years has been seven to nine hours of good quality sleep a night. That helps set your brain up for making good decisions, clearing out toxins, uh, repairs muscles and tissues, um, restores memories. It just does a wealth of things. And if you're not getting sufficient sleep, it could be like you're operating on um, with impaired um, decisions because your brain's impaired because of the lack of sleep. Today's information is actually coming out of a book today that's called Eat to Live. It's written by Joel Furman, MD. And we're going to jump into predictable disease reversal is the rule and not the exception. The overwhelming majority of my patients, and that's Dr. Furman speaking, with high blood pressure are able to normalize their readings and eventually go off their medication. The majority of my patients with angina can end their symptoms of coronary artery disease in just a few months on the diet I prescribe. Most of the rest make a recovery, but it takes longer. The point is they do recover. More than 90% of my type 2 diabetes are able to discontinue their insulin within the first month, and more than 80% of my chronic headache and migraine sufferers recover without medication. After years of looking for relief with various physicians, including headache specialists, some people, especially other physicians, may be skeptical. There are so many exaggerated and false claims made in the health field, especially by those selling so-called natural remedies. Nonetheless, it is wrong to underestimate the results obtainable through appropriate but rigorous nutritional intervention. Even many of my patients with autoimmune illnesses such as lupus, rheumatoid arthritis, asthma, and hyperthyroidism are able to recover and throw away their medications. The results are so spectacular that I am subjected to skepticism and even periodic expressions of anger from other physicians. When one of my patients who had a severe case of rheumatoid arthritis went back to her previous physician, a rheumatologist, and told him she was now well and did not require any medication, he replied, it must just be that you are resting more. She says, no, I'm not resting more. In fact, I am more active now than ever because my pain is gone and I've stopped the drugs. He replied, this is just a temporary remission. You'll be back soon with another crisis. She never went back. 
On the positive side, more and more physicians are becoming interested in nutritional intervention. Such care is clearly more cost-effective than the traditional interventions and reduces health care expenditures and saves lives. Nothing is more emotionally rewarding for a physician than to watch patients actually get better. How can this not catch on? The American heart disease—excuse <clears throat> me—American heart or heart disease is the number one killer in the United States, accounting for more than 40% of all deaths. Each year, approximately 1.25 million Americans suffer a heart attack or a myocardial infarction, or an MI. More than 400,000 of them die as a result. Most of these deaths occur soon after the onset of symptoms and well before the patients are admitted to the hospital. Every single one of those heart attacks is a terrible tragedy, and it could have been avoided. So many people die needlessly because of wrong, weak, practical, and practically worthless information from the government, physicians, dietitians, and even health authorities such as the American Heart Association. Conventional guidelines are simplified, simply insufficient to offer real protection against heart disease. If you are an American over 40, your chances of having atherosclerosis, which is hardening of your blood vessels, is 95%. You may think, heart disease won't happen to me, but I have news for you. It has already happened, and your chances of dying from a heart attack because of your atherosclerosis is about 40%. Your exercise program and your Americanized low-fat diet won't help you much either. You need to do more. The typical dietary advice represented by the American Heart Association's guidelines is still a dangerous diet. It is not likely to protect you from having a heart attack and does not allow heart disease to reverse itself. Moderation kills. The fact is that such dietary advice still allows heart disease to advance in the overwhelming majority of patients. Warning, do not merely comply with these overly permissive recommendations of the American Heart Association, or you will most likely die of a heart attack. Total fat intake should be restricted to 25 to 35% of your total calories. Cholesterol intake should be less than 300 milligrams daily, and salt intake should not exceed 1,500 milligrams of sodium daily. Just to highlight the small difference between the American Association guidelines and my guidelines, my diets have less than 300 milligrams of cholesterol per week. More than a dozen studies have demonstrated that the majority of patients with coronary artery disease who follow the American Heart Association Therapeutic Lifestyle Changes, or the TLC, diet have their condition worsened. No study has ever shown that the patients who follow the American Heart Association diet can reverse or stop the worsening of the coronary artery disease. In contrast, numerous studies have documented that heart disease is reversible for the majority of patients following a vegetarian diet. Most often these diets, such as the Ornish program, are not even optimal diets as they do not 
sufficiently limit processed grains, salt, and other low-net nutrient-density processed foods. Nevertheless, they are still effective for most patients. The medical literature continues to refer to the diet recommended by the National Cholesterol Education Program as low-fat. By worldwide standards, it should be called the high-fat diet, but more important, it should be called a low-nutrient-density diet, one with a dangerously low level of plant-derived nutrients. As a result of following this almost worthless advice, heart disease patients usually eat a diet that derives over 80% of its calories from processed foods and animal fats. No matter how poorly they eat, most patients claim that they are already on a healthy, healthful diet. They believe that eating chicken and pasta-based diet is the same, in the same way healthy, merely because they eat less red meat, yet chicken is almost as dangerous for heart as red meat. Switching from red meat to white meat does not lower cholesterol. Such conventional diets simply do not lower cholesterol sufficiently and do not contain adequate heart-protective factors such as fiber, antioxidants, folate, bioflavonoids, and other phytochemicals. Another real problem with these so-called low-fat diets is that they are often low in fiber and phytochemical-rich vegetation and may not be carefully designed to include enough of the cardioprotective fats. For example, multiple studies have shown the protective effects of consuming walnuts, which are rich in omega-3 fats. A study of 3,000, 34,192 California Seventh-day Adventists showed a 31% reduction in the lifetime risk of ischemic heart disease in those who consumed raw nuts regularly. Numerous further studies have confirmed that sufficient role that walnuts and nuts overall play in protection against heart disease. The ideal diet for heart disease reversal then is almost free of saturated fat, trans fat, and cholesterol, rich in nutrients and fiber and low in calories to achieve thinness. However, it should contain sufficient essential fatty acids so that it is important to add a small amount of nuts and seeds such as walnuts and flax seeds. So I think I'm going to stop there for today, and tomorrow we'll probably jump into dramatically lower your bad cholesterol without drugs. At the top of the hour, if you scoot over to Facebook One Team Global Live, one of our leaders will be sharing some information on how to build a new skin business and what other things are happening within the new skin world. This is Susan Mann for February 1st. 2024 signing out. I welcome any thoughts or comments you may have at the as soon as I take us off mute. And if you're one of my shy people and just have a real hard time um, putting a voice to your thoughts, you can definitely send me a text to 503-502-4863. Let me know you're part of the TR90 group and I will see what I can do um, that will help and pass on some other information. So there we have it, my friends. 
why eating lots of fruits and vegetables are really good for us. Yet another reason. Hope to see you back here tomorrow. I'm going to let everybody go. Have a great day.